The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility. Responsible gaming resources. Code of conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. Work. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Dead. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Yeah. king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. Yeah. My castle won't crumble. Nah. What I tackle will fumble. Yeah. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet it's up. up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Nah. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Yeah. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. You I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? What? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King, and you are listening to this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's Pizza. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What is going on, Buffalo Bills fans, my peoples and Sabres fans, all them fans, y'all, the Buffalo crew, my Bandits fans, all of them fans. What's going on? I am back. I'm excited to be back. We back on this thing on a regular weekly basis. And I have a special guest. I got somebody that's like family to me now. We done chopped it up a couple of times. And and listen, it's going to be a good conversation tonight. We're going to have a good time. My man Dan is joining me. What is going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, thanks for having me on here, man. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hey. actually been long overdue. I know we did the... um. We did the like the hip hop. I don't even know if you want to call it a hip hop, but we did like the the thing at Joe Croom's house. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I think I was I went through like a gallon of Crown Royal. It was just like a wild <laughs> Sunday. I we really don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember it, but um, but it's football time, even though it ain't football right now. It's um oh, it's football time, man. The NFL is never born. So tonight, um tonight's show is is titled cash rules everything around me everybody knows we some hip-hop fans so we're gonna um 
kind of just talk about the climate of the NFL right now. But before we do, I want to get in, just say hi to everybody. Uh, I got my girl Tracy in. Um, Richard Rush is always here. My man Randolph. Uh, Sarah's here. Uh, T. Estelle is here. My man Daryl Domes is here. The whole crew is here. So if I missed you, if I missed charge it to my to my uh, my mind and not my heart. I love y'all. We're going to get right into this, though. It's a lot to talk about. So I don't want to waste too much time. Um, listen, cash rules everything around me. We're going to start with the it, there was a couple things that happened today so so before yeah, we start talking about the buffalo bills yeah yeah before we talk about the bills let's start off with the big one like like the boom right so the ravens <laughs> you the ravens <laughs> they they sent notice to the nflpa today that they placed a franchise tag on the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson and it's set at 32.41 million dollars so what that means so for those of you I know I know most of the the Buffalo Bills fans we know everything so but for those listening who don't know what that means is he's he's allowed to negotiate with other NFL teams and then the Ravens have the ability to match the offer or um, if he signs elsewhere then they get two first round picks in return for him Dan texted me earlier and said I'm gonna let you tell him what you said I said, I'm, I'm team. Let him go at this point, you know, I, and the main reason is it's gotten this far. You know, he's not going to resign with you guys long-term after being, I don't want to say embarrassed, but definitely insulted and dissed after see what Daniel Jones got. We could talk about that in a minute, but you know, if I'm Lamar Jackson, they had plenty of time to make this decision and they let it go down to the absolute last minute and just said, all right, go, go get a price somewhere. You know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's his own agent. I think it, it, it benefits him monetarily, but I do think it might be preventing him from actually getting a deal done so fast, or maybe something would have happened. I don't know, but uh, I think he's going to look at that uh, Deshaun Watson deal and uh, want absolutely nothing less. Now, see, the only thing, okay, I, now, when you say that, and I, I hear other people say, you know what, at this point, let them go, let them walk. I hear that, and I understand why people would say that, but then my perspective of it is, okay, as a Bills fan, right, before Josh Allen, how many quarterbacks did we try to get, it, it, see what I'm saying? Like, it's so yeah. difficult to find the guy. Yeah. It's so difficult, and yeah. and the Ravens, no, they haven't won a Super Bowl no, they haven't made it to the AFC Championship. Okay, but guess what? They've had winning seasons every time. Every year that he's had the ability to stay healthy, he, they've made the playoffs. He won an MVP his second year. And when people say that he can't throw the ball, go back and look at that MVP season and tell me how many throws he made that, you know, that Daniel Jones can make. Because Daniel Jones, we'll get to Daniel Jones. But so, so my perspective is it's like, yo, this dude is special. You're not going to get it. Like, so even if you get the two first round draft picks, who are you going to draft this year or next year that's going to give you Lamar Jackson type? So I guess that's all that's all that I'm saying. You're not going to get the same production. I mean, he's one of a kind. You know, there's there's nobody else that can do the things he can do uh, on the football field. The the situation is the last two years, you know, he only played 12 games each season and Mm -hmm. playoffs. Twice. So from the team perspective, I kind of understand them saying, like, where were you? You know, we can't sign on long term. 
because we get so far and then the injury bug happens and then we got to go through the uh, playoffs with Pro Bowl Tyrone Huntley at quarterback, you know, Pro Bowl backup. So they're going to be okay, right, with him. Um, I don't know. They're probably going to go somewhere else, but I don't know. They might, they might be letting them do that so they can just figure out what a good price is because I don't think anybody really knows. Well, I'll tell you what. So so your point is right. You, you know, he played 12 games the last two seasons, got injured, wasn't available for the playoffs. Right. If I'm Lamar Jackson, then I come back to the table and say this. Okay, well, why wasn't I healthy? What type of system have you been running that can't keep me? You're not protecting me. You're using me as a running back instead of a quarterback. And now you finally moved on from Greg Roman. Greg Roman is not the offensive coordinator. You have a new offensive coordinator who's going to bring in a completely style, a completely different style of football. I can thrive in that style. So now that you're going to, you know what I mean? Like, so now you're going to move on from me, even though, and, and it's more than just football. Like it's really more than just football as a bills fan. We know, man, you drive, you drive anywhere on Bailey. You're seeing, billboards of Josh, not just Bailey, Elmwood. You could be in Orchard Park. You could be in Niagara Falls. You could be in Rochester. You're seeing billboards of Josh Allen. You're seeing um, commercials of him on TV every time you're there. You're seeing all t- So what I'm saying is you get all of this, um, like the value that he brings to Baltimore is so much more than just. He's football. the first thing you think of when you think of Baltimore Ravens now. It's Lamar Jackson. He's, he's the first thing I think of when I think of Baltimore. I mean, yeah. they got some good seafood. Don't, don't, I mean, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Don't, don't get on me. But I mean, Lamar Jackson is, is what I think of when I think about Baltimore. Yeah. So he's not from there. So no, that, that even, you know, magnifies it more. It's baffling. They let him go. Mm-hmm. My man, Daryl Dome says the lack of an agent is exactly why it is where it is. Agents are that buffer where teams can be critical of a, pe- a player to help negotiate. You can't be critical to a player about himself. I agree. I agree. But to me, it's it's also uh-huh. one of those things where it's like, as a player, who's going to who's gonna represent me better than me? Because now, from the other perspective, as the player, they were wrong and it was stupid, but the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal. And you mean to tell me that Lamar Jackson isn't worth what Deshaun Watson is worth? Nope. Daniel Jones today just got what is it? Because I, I typed it up over here. Daniel Jones today got four years, 160 million, 94 million guaranteed. This is the deal that they basically trying to tell Lamar. Nah, go ahead and see what you can get. Lamar, Lamar, come on, man. He he needs no. He's gonna get way more than that. He deserves way more than that. It's again the guaranteed money part with not guaranteed a full season. You know, and that. He, I, <laughs> It's tough. It's a tough situation to be in, right? You get hurt on the year you bet on yourself and you get hurt again. And then they don't even, you know, go through, I mean, I don't know what the negotiations were, but obviously they didn't go very well considering they just let him walk, go find something else. He's going to find something else. They're going to get a absolute ransom for him. Well, but I guess I guess I'm just I guess I'm just floored at the idea. Yeah. Again, I just go back to the statement that I made where I say, as a Bills fan, how many quarterbacks did we have in here uh, before Josh Allen? Like, so since Jim Kelly, and and then to Josh Allen, how many quarterbacks? You know, I'm gonna look it up. At least probably at least you 20. know. 
it's it's just I mean you can you can pull out like randoms like Jeff Toole if you even need to you know Kelly Holcomb errors I mean (laughs) he started a game so I mean that's part of it (laughs) Robotech right Rob Johnson I mean the list just it can go on forever JP Lossman and Trent Edwards and all that check this I just put it up so after Jim Kelly was Todd Collins Alex Van Pelt Doug Flutie Rob Johnson Drew Bledsoe, J.P. Lossman, Kelly Holcomb, Trent Edwards, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We had Brian Brom in here. Brian, Brian oh, Brom. Man, I about Brian Brom. You know what I mean? E.J. Manuel, Thad Lewis, Jeff Toole, Kyle Orton, Tyrod Taylor, Nathan Peterman. You know what I mean? Derek Anderson, Matt Barkley. Uh, legend. Buffalo Bills legend Matt Barkley. Legend. Coming off the couch and thrashing on the Jets, you know. But we have that's the list of guys. Matt Castle, that's the list of guys that you that you go through to get a franchise guy, and they struck gold. They struck gold, gold at the end of the first round. Yeah, and you just gonna let him walk. Him. Gifted him, generational talent, and he has the MVP. I don't know if he'll ever win another MVP again, but doesn't he doesn't have to, <clears throat> you know. A lot of players don't get one. It's really hard to get one. Well, and tr- and then uh, let me ask you this, because I, I feel like NFL teams look at, I feel like even even fans around this time of the year, we we um we value draft picks in a way more than the player itself. You get what I mean? So like they say, well, we're gonna trade away two first round draft pick, or we'll we'll get two first round draft picks in return for Lamar Jackson. My thing is, right now, off the top of your head, right, are there two players, one in this year's draft and one in next year's draft combined, that you would be like, that's worth losing Lamar Jackson? No, Micah Parsons is already on a team, right? So I can't you imagine a player on a, on a different position, right? And I bring up Micah Parsons because he's, a, he's an absolute he's a game wrecker. At a yeah. non-quarterback position, it's it's rare that they can carry a team like that, like he can. So that's even just one. Like you're not going to find a second one of those the next year. And the problem with the Ravens is they kind of kept winning. I think they went two and three with Huntley at the end of the season. So they got a, a pretty late draft pick. So you're you're not your first round ain't going to do much. And then it depends on who you get traded with, but. Are you going to take the, you know, Detroit Lions' fourth overall pick? Or no, the Colts' fourth overall pick? I don't know if they do that. My man Chris Janky says, the tricky thing about draft picks is that you have to be able to hit with those draft picks, and that's not easy to do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would much rather, I would much rather, you know what, let's make this thing work with Lamar Jackson. I know what I have in Lamar Jackson. I know how electrifying Lamar Jackson is. I don't know. Uh, Steve in the comments says USC's quarterback. I don't know if he, if, you know, Sarah says Caleb Williams. I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to adjust to the NFL the same way he, he played in college. We we've seen, we've seen guys take the step to the next level and not look the same that, you know, they're not the same player because the talent is elevator. Kyler Kyler Murray. Murray. No brainer. Number one overall. And then, you know, it's not just on the field. And to your point, Lamar Jackson, he's the leader of that team. Those players, you know, they do whatever 
he says they follow his lead as they should. He's the leader of that team. So it's baffling. But at this point, it's like just get whatever you can. Clearly, they think that they can go further with a safer quarterback that'll play all the games and that will maybe, maybe they'll get better uh, wide receivers to come in, you know, because that's, they haven't been able to bring in any really good wide receiver talent. And some people blame Greg Roman and some people blame Lamar Jackson. And now they're both gone. So they should be able to bring in wide receivers now, right? But I mean, I feel like it is. It was it was Greg Roman though, because I mean, think about it. We had Greg Roman in Buffalo, and sure you did. remember the way the game was played. You remember how it was played, it, and it's the same thing once he gets to Baltimore. Now, granted, they had the number one rushing attack several years. We had the number one rushing attack two years in a row with Shady. Beautiful, but today the NFL was about throwing the ball. Yeah. You're gonna throw that Look thing. You're gonna win. Look at Mahomes. It, mm-hmm. He's the standard. He's the standard. If you don't have a quarterback that can beat Mahomes or at least keep it close for your defense, it's not worth it, right? And I don't think any rookies are doing that. Man, I don't see anybody in this draft or in any position that's going to provide the same type of value that you're going to have for a Lamar Jackson or your team. Unless the Ravens are banking on getting a Jared Goff back or a – you know, a veteran that's safe. I'm not saying he's like, they're going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, but you get a safe veteran who's experienced and you get first round draft picks, you get some, you know, concoctions, you can make it happen. But it's yeah. a roll of the dice. And I don't understand, you know, Jared Goff, I can't think of anyone else that would be moved. You know, there's so many other teams. They're not, you know, I saw him on the Patriots, like, uh, you know, on Twitter, they do the jersey swaps. Like, yeah, yeah. Why would they? <laughs> no, you know, we don't want Mac Jones. That's not fair to the Ravens. I don't know who would be, but there's a say, lot who of is players. fair. Miami's out. Oh, I think Oakland's out. They don't even have a quarterback. <laughs> but that's, again, that's my point. It's so difficult to find your guy. It's so yeah. difficult. And you have a lot of oh, guys that, right. that the Ravens are you know what I mean? You have these but bridge quarterbacks that come in and they're okay. But well, I mean, you have these guys that come in and they're bridge quarterbacks and they, but they, you know, you're not going to win with them. You know, you just know you got to sell tickets and you know that, okay, if we can compete, we'll keep the fans kind of excited, you know, but when you have mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson and then you go from Lamar Jackson, you mentioned, you mentioned Jared Goff, no Goff. disrespect to Jared Goff. He had a, he had a very good season last year. The offense for uh, the lions was phenomenal. Like it was, it was better than anybody has expected, but you, you can't tell me that any real GM would be like, I'm okay with, with having Jared Goff rather than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Are you no, kidding that, me? No, 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 no. They, they'd be out within, you know, six weeks if that was spoken, but there's what, like what else is the reason for letting him go out there? other than either you can't negotiate with him because there's no agent and you're just tired of trying. You uh, want to go see what the real market value is for him. So you let him go out and see what it is, knowing you're going to match whatever's out there, regardless of what it is. But at least now we know we didn't overpay because that's what they were willing. That's the only two logical reasons I can think of it. And to me, that's not logical because you're somebody gonna pay Lamar. Somebody is going to pay Lamar Jackson, and they're and, unless their plan is 
whatever that number is, we're going to match it. I mean, I don't understand what their plan is. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bill. So that's what it's about. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal. He wants the fully guaranteed deal. He ain't going to get it with with Baltimore, apparently. So now let's move on because um, there's also, we we just talked a little bit about Daniel Jones. Again, cash rules everything around me. We're talking about free agency. We're talking about cash, talking about money right now. The Giants came to a deal on an extension with Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million, $35 million more possibly in incentives, $82 million over the first two years, virtually $94 million guaranteed at signing. The first year cap around $19 million. So they, they made out pretty good, but then, okay. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smart Water Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. This money that you gave for, what was his stats last year, man? I think he had, what, 16 touchdowns? 15 touchdowns? I looked it up earlier. I think he had 15 passing touchdowns. And he was top five in sacks taken. I love Dave's. I love Dave's. Brian Dayball is is one of the he's one of the the best offensive minds that Buffalo has been able to have as an offensive coordinator. I will always root for Brian Dayball. Daniel Jones is not that guy. He's not that no. guy. And and I think it was a bad decision. I think they're going to cripple themselves. You could have found better. Now Daniel Jones. When we're talking about the difference between Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones, night and day. You get what I'm saying? So you what you you have. You've seen growth with Daniel Jones. You've seen him make better decisions, but I think Dayball masks a lot of that, you know. And I thought we thought that this year with Josh, there was a lot of mental mistakes or you know miss snaps, fumble snaps, people uh, stepping on each other's feet and things like that. Just little things in intense moments that make a difference. And Dayball has that, and you know he brings that to the Giants now. Daniel Jones, I think he threw 15 touchdowns. He ran for seven of them, which is really good. Um, hmm. 
Hmm. A lot of one-score games I remember from this season. You know, I'm in New Jersey, so I'm in Giants world. Uh, everybody I know is a Giants fan. So uh, we heard a lot about Daniel Jones this year. But uh, Giants fans that I know, they're excited that they got to keep both. Uh, the price tag is a little high. But right. I know Giants fans kind of liked what they were seeing from Daniel Jones. I think Josh Allen gives people a lot of hope. Bro, this, this man threw for 3,200 yards. Bro, <laughs> this man threw for 3,200 yards. 3,200 yards. And yeah, you're going to – come on, man. No. I think he threw really... for as many touchdowns as Marcus Mariota did. And uh, I don't think he's going to get $160 million next year. Man, <laughs> I'm just – I guess, again, I'm just – um. I don't want to. I don't want to be too dramatic at it, but I'm just like, you can't tell me that this is the guy. Okay, let, let's just we can move on from Daniel Jones because I don't want to come across as a hater. Is. And what do we know, right? Maybe he is. I mean, he ain't. Matt he ain't. Right? It it can happen. But Matt Hasselback, no, but Matt Hasselback wasn't the guy. See, no. see, that's the, that's what you I'm saying. Yeah, you know, right. you when you look at, but yeah, when you look at certain quarterbacks play the game. But bro, when you look at guys play the game, you you know when it's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you're you're paying this dude, and you gave him a four year extension, and you know he's not the guy. Like, you know he's not. We could talk about Matt. Okay, there have been quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls yeah. with superior defenses. There have been quarterbacks who haven't been good. Who's I mean, Eli Manning. I never looked at Eli Manning as him. He beat the Patriots twice, though. Shout out to Eli for that. My guy, I appreciate you, bro. I but celebrated them like they were real Super Bowls, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Anytime the Patriots lose, I celebrate that. But, Anytime. But you know what I mean? Like, you can look at somebody and know he's not him. I'm out here yeah. in, in Arizona. I look at Kyler Murray. There's certain moments when, when Kyler Murray in his first couple of years was like, okay, he might be him. Then you look at this last season before his injury and you look at he's he's not him. Now, it could have been the coach. It could have been the scheme because Kyler is – he's athletically gifted. Kyler is, is a superior – far superior talent than Daniel Jones. But I'm not – I'm not – I think it was premature to give him that money. So, again, oh, I'm just – this is just how I see things. No, you're so, right. No. It's, it's the nature of the beast, too, with the amount. I don't, I don't tend to care too much about how much teams spend on players because, you know, the cap's a myth and – it could be worked out however it needs to work out. Bean does his magic. I trust him. But the the fact that you extend him, he did win the Giants a playoff game. It's their first playoff game in a very long time. Can imagine the extension Tyrod Taylor would have got if they would have beat um, the Jaguars, you know, that the year that they broke the uh, – the, I don't think he would have got one. I don't think he would have got one. They was ready for I him won. to move on. They won a playoff game. No. That's a whole different beast. Not if you want to play off like the score that game. But he, I think the score that game was like nine to three or something, or yeah, ten to three or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. It was if we would have won that game, if we would have won that game twelve to ten, they wouldn't have you still got to score. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what yeah. I even tell people, but I got yelled at this year by Bills fans because I said, No, I put some of the blame on Josh Allen in the offense. You scored 10 points at home oh, in a divisional man. round. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, it wasn't Josh. That's a bad take. Well, I'm sorry. It's going to be the take that I give until the next season. Because as an offense, you can't. Now, he is. do I look at Josh Allen as a top three quarterback? Yes. 
But in saying that, you can't be a top three quarterback at home in the playoffs in the divisional round and only score 10 points. So what I'm saying is if if that was Tyrod, no way. No way they would have gave that man an extension. They was ready for Tyrod. They knew they was drafting the quarterback. Because that year it was it was stacked, you know what I mean? Even even with Baker, it was even with Baker in it, it was stacked at quarterback that year. So now around the league, um, other players that were tagged. So we already mentioned Lamar Jackson. The Giants, who who just gave Daniel Jones the bag, also tagged Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Jaguars tagged tight end Evan Ingram, and I'm happy for him. He deserved that bag. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, the, the Raiders tagged yeah, Josh Jacobs. Uh, the Cowboys, Tony, but man, I oh man, I wanted the Buffalo, and I knew we weren't gonna get them, but I wanted I the Bills to get Powers. I didn't want to put it, out, I didn't want to put it anywhere to ruin it, to mush it, but I was kind of hoping that would slide under there. But I, I man, I, I wanted it, I, and then the Commanders tag uh, Darren Payne. So the Buffalo Bills did not use, and so this is what I wanted. Let's let's shift a little bit. Uh, to the Buffalo Bills, because uh, this is what we talk about. Yeah, so the Buffalo Bills did not use a tag at all. Uh, per Sal, uh, we have 26, or I don't know how many. We we have a ton of ton of free agents. <laughs> now, when you're looking, if you're watching the show live, or if you're watching this on YouTube, I have a graphic up on the screen that shows um, the undrafted free agents and the and the restricted, or not, I'm sorry, unrestricted free agents and the restricted free agents. Um, and when you're looking at this list, obviously there's some names that you know, like okay, we can just kind of let certain guys walk and certain guys will walk. Um, I would like to bring Sam Martin back, the punter. He, he's, you know, he signed a one-year deal. I think he's a good fit in Buffalo. Uh, we didn't have to use him much. But there's guys we can go through the list here. My question to you is, let's start with the wide receiver room. Cole Beasley, Jake Kumaro, and Jamison Crowder are all free agents. Cole Beasley came out and said, I would like to be back. What, what are you doing if you're looking at this wide receiver room and you're looking at the three free agents that we have? If I'm looking at that, I look at Cole Beasley, and I think we I would bring him back. I'd bring him back with the understanding that I would keep my fingers crossed that Shakir would be starting in the slot next year. Um, that's what I really hope for, but I don't know if we'll get that. But splitting time with McKenzie, he has to understand that. I think he would understand that. He just wants to play football from what I understand. He doesn't really care too much about, you know, touches. I think he just wants to play. Um, I would I would take him over Crowder only mainly because of the relationship that he already has with Josh. And you saw the impact that he was able to make, although it was very small um, in his time last year. Uh, you saw towards the end they started picking him back up. Yeah. And then, you know, Kumaro. Kumaro breaks my heart because I'll always blame him for losing Isaiah Hodgins. So um, <laughs> he can, you know, I'm I'm I, I'm not too keen on bringing him back either. I know the coach loves special teams, and you know, Kumaro's good on special teams. Um, which let me ask you this: Why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you blame Isaiah McKenzie? Well, because they're fighting for practice squad spots. Well, Jake Kumaro wasn't a practice squad player. Jake Kumaro was he was active because of his role on special teams. Uh, personally, I would I would prefer Shakir to to have that Isaiah McKenzie role. Let let the yeah. team save two million dollars, get rid of McKenzie, let him go test the market, go go out there and catch passes from Daniel Jones or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would bring Cole Beasley back. 
Yeah, I would Beasley back, and I would bring uh, Kum- well, Kumaro. It just depends. Um, special teams is always, you know, because you, you got to figure uh, AJ Klein, who's also a special team beast. He he's a free agent. Um, and Taiwan Jones, man, that's that's yeah, a Taiwan Jones. Yeah, Taiwan Jones is going to be a big loss if we can't bring him back. Um, I would like to see him back. If not, I mean, I, I don't know. People people sleep on the importance of special teams, in my opinion. I would very much like if Taiwan Jones could retire a Buffalo Bill. But um, sometimes I understand that it's my heart speaking more than, you know, like, how is this guy? Well, I mean, it's a fact. I love Taiwan. He's one of the best dudes I know on the team. He's he's um, But he's still also a very – elite a high level player when it comes to special teams oh so, absolutely you, know, you don't hear special teamers names very often and you hear taiwan jones's name every single game now i know he had the one what is it a fumble where he had to miss tackle you know so i, I mean no it was the fumble in the one game he, he and, and daryl domes in the comments saying he kind of fell off a little last year i don't think he fell off i think that he had a play that everybody remembers uh because <laughs> it was a big moment but other than that i think that um he's still one of the top ace like he, he's a gunner and he's, he's the dude is yeah. the dude is like that um J- like i said so special teams jake kumaro uh still has a special teams role tyler medikevich has the special teams role aj klein has a special teams role. So those are some guys that I would um, – it's, it's up in the air for me with A.J. Klein. People are talking about, you know, if we're going to bring back Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein and, and Tyler Matakavich are the two that I would rather, you know, if you're going to draft to replace linebackers, it's not Tremaine Edmonds. Um, how, what's your thoughts on Tremaine Edmonds? Because, again, Cream, cash rules everything around me, man, and, and right now he got a bag coming to him. I am a huge Edmonds fan, I think. They struck gold with him. Um, I, I I think people forget he's only 24 years old because he's been playing for a couple of years, but he's young and he is fast and he has such wide spread range, sideline to sideline. He goes back in coverage, dropping back against tight ends and slot receivers. He does so much. I think he's a big reason that Milano was able to become an all pro this year because of the amount of responsibility that Jermaine Edmonds takes. And it's very scary to think that they might not have him <laughs> in the middle of that linebacking crew next year calling the plays. Cause you also have to take into consideration how well he knows the scheme and how well he knows the playbook and how well he knows the guys on the team. And you can't replace the leadership either. He might, he may be a captain. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent positive. But I think he's a captain also, right? Who's that? I'm sorry. Tremaine? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's a, he's a captain. captain. Yeah. That's a bigger deal than than just what you bring to the football field, too. Yeah, you know? and I'm sorry when I obviously I'm li- but I was also looking at the comments and people are still talking about Taiwan. Taiwan is a captain as well. So th- th- again, it's like there's guys that we're saying, like, you know, and, and somebody Sarah asks if he's 36. I believe he's uh let me look. Taiwan is 34. Um you know, but the the guy still he runs a four three four three three. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, look on special teams, Taiwan is like that. Go back and look at the games, look at what he does. Um, Chris Jenke says, I think you're already paying Saran Neal a premium to be your special teams gunner. I think it might be too much of a luxury to have two elite gunners on this team, considering how tight we are on money. Here's the thing: I don't. This is obviously Chris is my man. This is not a shot at Chris, but this is this is part of um 
what bugs me sometimes about having these type of conversations. A lot of times we assume that players are asking for a certain amount of money. Yeah. For instance, for instance, everybody assumes that, that Jordan Poyer is trying to get, he wants top three safety money. When did anybody ever hear Jordan Poyer say he wants top three safety money? I've never yeah. heard it. Well, the only thing I heard I mean, I know, he doesn't want half his taxes taken out. <laughs> I heard him say that, but yeah, even prior to I that, I heard, I, well, I did hear him say he wants to retire a Buffalo Bill. I did hear him say that he wants to, to stick around and, and him and Micah. So, but everybody's like, oh, he, when did, when did we ever hear what Tremaine say he wants? Now, I think his market, Tremaine's market will speak for him and say, this is what he's probably going to get. And if yeah. I'm Tremaine, 24 years old, if I'm in a city where I don't necessarily feel respected by the fan base and by a lot of people, yeah, I, I'm going to go get my bag and I'm going to go into a place that I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's just me. I, I don't want him to leave. I want Tremaine. I, but again, no, the conversation I, is, you know, so back to what, what I was saying about Chris Jenkins' comment here. I don't I don't even think at, at the age that he is, I don't think that Taiwan Jones is coming in, into the front office saying, yo, I deserve, you know, a six million dollar per year deal to be a gun. I'm not saying that, you know what I mean? And I don't think that Chris I don't think that's what Chris is saying. But I just think that a lot of times we assume. Um, what it is. Steve Lynn talks about Jordan. He said, Jordan wants more time than money. Bills don't want to give either. Again, I don't know if that's exactly accurate because, well, I know that's not accurate because I know what he wants. He doesn't even want longevity. Um, he, he just wants a certain type of commitment and it's not even a, a necessary, it's not like a ceiling. It's not an amount that's astronomical, um, but the disrespect um, that a lot of fans come out and that all, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now with certain players, it plays into what these players think. These guys are people. So they see the tweets. They see what people say. Oh, he's old. He's, he, you know. Tremaine catches so much heat. Yo, Tremaine was dogging Tremaine for years. I don't I understand this. I got this because for for two years, man. I got this mouse over here. For two years, three years, people been dogging my man Tremaine. Dog and my man Tremaine. Every chance, every chance I get, I throw this sign up. I love mm -hmm. you, dog. I love yeah, you, Tremaine. Because I want man. him to know. I want him to know that somebody wants him to be in Buffalo. And now I'm happy Absolutely. that the narrative has changed over this last season. Over this last season, people now I'm seeing they oh, we want Tremaine to resign. The Buffalo Bills got to figure out how to keep well, Tremaine Evans. Now they're scared he's actually gotta go. You know, you don't know what you right. got till it's gone. Hey, you gotta <laughs> you need to figure that thing out beforehand mm -hmm. because just, just based on age and his – when you listen to opposing teams' offensive coordinators speak the week before games, oh. he's the first oh, name they bring up. Him or Poyer, really. You know, when Hyde, Hyde was out for the season and once Vaughn was gone, it's Jermaine Edmonds. He's the guy you got to watch, you know. He, he's the middle linebacker. He runs that defense. And losing that, I – what about? I could see. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought your I thought your I thought was complete. My Poyer, bad. I could see Poyer going elsewhere. Um, he wasn't drafted here, so I understand that he might not have the same, you know, mentality about it that Jermaine might from being drafted here, and they wanted me from the start versus they wanted me after they saw what he did in Cleveland uh, with Poyer. 
I could see him maybe moving on. I would break my heart too because I love Jordan Porter, man. He's just phenomenal. And the the Buffalo Bills are a better football team when he plays. And there's no that's just a fact. I think what they were twelve and one this year when he played. And the last one being the last loss <laughs> to uh, Cincinnati. So you can't you can't replace that. It's hard, but I think that Tremaine Edmonds' loss would be bigger because he's involved in way more plays than the safety position is. He's involved constantly. He's the quarterback of the defense. Let's talk about this uh, offensive line. So we have uh, Roger Staff. Uh, I've heard now, Roger. I don't. I don't know how accurate it is because I've heard it from from places that aren't necessarily um, trusted sources. But um, the word is that they're considering bringing Roger Saffold back. And actually, I do think Brandon Bean may mention that, you know, it might you know, there's some discussions going on that they might bring him back. Um, David Questenberry, uh, Greg, Bobby Hart can go. That's just (laughs) I'm sorry. Bobby Hart can go. But any of these four guys, are you considering bringing back? Uh, if I was going to bring back any of them, I think it'd be probably be Van Rotten or or Quisenberry because they're versatile. They can play multiple positions, and you know I've seen them play center. I've seen them play guard. Yeah, they may have even gone into tackle for a couple plays if needed. Um, Roger Saffold, I was probably mostly excited about him as a free agent coming in because I thought he was going to bring what they had with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Um, but he did not. So um, I, I think as, as Daryl uh, echoes there, but yeah, the, I would bring back Quisenberry or rotten um, just based off their vers- versatility. And they've been with the team for so long. They know the scheme, they know, the, you know, how the offensive line works in Buffalo. Let me ask you this now. Let's uh, switch over to running back. Now, obviously, we talked about Taiwan Jones. He's listed as a running back, but we all know he's special teams. But Devin Singletary, um, Buffalo Bills draft pick, Devin Singletary is a free agent. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what the market is for him. I think he's a good back. I don't think he's a great back. I think he's a good back. Uh, would you bring? Would you bring uh, Devin back? So the. The thing with Singletary is really interesting to me, and it's really with the entire running back position. I think the reason why Singletary's market is kind of up in the air and questionable is because we don't really know what he's like as a main workhorse running back that he should be as a starter. You know, there are games where he gets eight carries, 10 carries, 11 carries. So I think his usage is kind of – you know, hurting him a little bit in how much money he'll get and what his market will be because we don't know how he can handle 250 carries in a year, if he can handle 200 carries in a year. Um, so that's what I think is helpful there. And the whole reason I'm kind of shaky on the running back position in general is that exact reason. I don't think they run the ball enough. So I don't understand investing – a lot of capital in the draft or expensive free agents on that's just Derrick Henry. Um, well, I was just, that's where I was about to go because <laughs> we're talking about Devin Singletary, right? Um, and, and unless it's Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is being shopped by the Tennessee Titans, and I think it's I think it's like ten mil, like ten point one mil or eleven mil. Is that a contract that you would take? Now again, this is the year that we got to pay Josh, and you know you got some. 
right now, I believe the Buffalo Bills are like negative 20 or 21 million on the cap until they make some moves and figure some things out. What What are you, you know, is that a contract that you would, you would take on? I, um, I, I think Derrick Henry is in a very similar position that we're talking about with Lamar Jackson, where it's like, what more do you need to see from this guy that you wouldn't want him on your team? He's the scariest running back I may have ever seen um, in, in his ability to just dominate and just control everything. I, um, Yeah, you know, I see it on the screen here from the Mafia cast. There are the betting odds to land Henry, which makes me think they're not going to get him. Because <laughs> when we're the betting odds for things, things don't necessarily work out in our favor historically. Um but I would love Derrick Henry on the team. I would love Devin Singletary on the team again. I I would love for them to run the ball 25, 30 times a game. 25, 30. And I, now I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Maybe not I'm every disagree. game. Only, Maybe not every game. I, well, I but, just feel um, like it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen at all. Um, And, and that, so, I mean, like, when you have Josh Allen at quarterback, like, you – I'm not going – like, you, I put it like this. When you have a Ferrari – you drive it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, oh, you don't have a Ferrari just to let that thing collect dust. So there's no way I have Josh Allen at quarterback, but then I'm running the ball 30 times a game. It's just, oh, to me, it's just not. The only, the only thing I'll say to that is games like the, the playoff game against Cincinnati where Josh Allen drops back. There's three guys in his face every time. So it that's the problem. Really it's nice. not, it would have been really nice to have someone you can hand the ball off to 20 times and just like. No, because if Josh can't throw the ball, they, they probably can't block for running backs either. The problem see, is, and this is why we're they talking about. Nah, 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 <laughs> fam. Let's be real. Let's be, let's be real. We talking about bringing these guys back. Roger Saffall was cheeks this year. You go and they like in the comments, they trying to talk to me about Bobby Hart. He could go like, like th- th- these, th- we have to upgrade our offensive line. Um, My man, John Fina tells me that uh, on the offensive line, Spencer Brown is better than he looked this year. I would like to see it. You know, uh, we re-signed Ike. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's there's certain things like, okay, Dion is good. I love Dion, But we really have to improve the protection for Josh Allen. You look at you you look at any of these games this year, and Josh Allen has been running for his life the majority of the season. The majority of it, so, absolutely. You know, so to me, it's like, yeah, you're saying it would be nice. To, and we're talking about getting Derrick Henry. On one thing is like, why give Derrick Henry the ball when, like, yeah, he can run through a couple guys, but dude, we got our offensive line. To me, if uh, we need wide receivers first, offensive line second, and then I would like to—I know I'm gonna get yelled at—defensive line because when Von (laughs) Miller is out, we can't get to the quarterback. So, so to me, that's where the problem itself because I'm looking at a lot of first-round picks down there in the spreadsheet. It's that's a huge problem when you have first and second round picks on your defensive line and you can't get to oh, dude, they have three backup offensive linemen yeah. in that Bengals game, and we couldn't get to and then you go and you go to the Chiefs game and you look at what the Chiefs do. Nah, bro. Yeah, no, nah, man. No, it, so it, it, it didn't work. It, that may be part of the reason why Leslie stepped away. I'm not sure, but this. First round pick, first round pick, second round pick. AJ's what? Third round pick. AJ and Vanessa. 
I, I mean, thought he was a second. I could be wrong. Maybe. And then Shaq Lawson, he was a first round pick. So and again, all when all <laughs> of this, like, all of these, all of these first round draft picks, and we can't get to the quarterback. We can't get maybe to the quarterback. All these first round draft picks. Maybe we need to try our luck on a fourth round lineman. <laughs> no, I, I need know. that first round talent, but I need them to evaluate a little bit better and get guys that's going to get to the quarterback. But as I far agree. as the offensive line, you know, we're talking about Derrick Henry. We're talking about whoever else, man. With an offensive line like that to be successful at running back, you need to be prime Barry Sanders. That's what <laughs> has to happen. You got to be prime Barry Sanders to still yeah, be successful you know, with the way that this line performed. That and, and that's why I say I think Derrick Henry is the only one that you just you got to take the shot if you can get it. Any any other running back out there, I I don't see any major upside over Singletary. You know, other than him, and it and it's because I. I personally, I don't feel like we run the ball enough. And I know maybe 25 times is too many, but you give your lead running back eight touches, eight carries, you know, tried to catch a bunch during the season, but you give him eight carries a game, what's that going to do? He's not going to get a rhythm. The offensive line is not going to get into a rhythm. The defense knows. How many games did we watch where everyone in the world knew they're not running the ball this entire drive? It's not happening. You could just see it, you know? So defense well, is adapt to that. In fairness, how many times during this, the regular season were they really able to stop it? We were the number two offense in the league, and that's with having oh, wide receivers of 50%. I ain't going to say no names, Gabe Davis, that have 50% mm -hmm. drop rate. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with that, we still were the second best offense in the league. They couldn't stop Stephon Diggs. Um, they totally. couldn't stop – So uh, so – yeah, that's why like, I don't. When you go against the Chiefs, you know. I don't go put ahead, that much back in the running back room because of Josh and what what we can do with Devin Singletary. We were like you said, we we're the number two rush. We we're the number two overall offense. So I don't really see that much upside in getting rid of him. I'd love to have him back because I think that the running back room is fine the way that they use them. Aside from Derrick Henry, who just. I just feel you just got. I feel you just got to do it. But see, if you get Derrick Henry, I think I think the thing that changes is not the number of carries, but the number of carries you give one particular player. So then mm -hmm. I think on on downs that you're going to pass out the backfield, that's when you see your James Cook come into the game. Oh. But typically, you're you're giving the ball to Derrick Henry on rushing downs. And the reason why I would like to see that combination, I don't want to I don't want to sign him to like a five year deal. I don't I don't want to do what we did with Shady when we got him no, here and extended him. Or I would like to see a Derrick Henry, you know, get get, get Derrick Henry here and look at, could you imagine for one year, because he's still running at a high level. So Absolutely. bring him in and then say, okay, we're going to play you on the contract you got next year. If you're here, then, hey, if, if things work out, we can, depending on how you're running, we can sign you to something a little bit less, or we can let you go and test free agency and do your thing. Go test free agency. But I would most certainly love to see a backfield. Could you imagine an uh, option with Josh Allen and Derrick Henry, and then you got Stephon Diggs on the outside, and then if if Dawson Knox is playing like he did at the end of the season, that's just it's unfair. Yeah, it's it's unfair. unfair. And you haven't even brought in uh, Cook, who didn't have enough carries to qualify, but I think he would have led the league in yards per carry. Yep, absolutely. He didn't have enough attempts to qualify. Um, again, you know it's. I think that would be tremendous to get Derrick Henry. But if you can't get Derrick Henry, I'm totally fine bringing Singletary back. I think 
I think that's a good mix that they had. I love Motor. I'll be man. honest with you too. I love Motor. I w- I would love Henry, but I also feel like you could draft a running back. You know, I I'm not a, I'm not opposed to drafting somebody. Um, no. You know, the, the, this draft. I'm not saying that it's like rich with running backs, but you could find some quality running backs that will give you the production that Devin Singletary gave you. Um, so yeah, I, so for me, where I'm at, I need wide receivers. I need I get first round. I want an offensive lineman or a wide receiver in the first round. Second round, I, I want an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. So the first two rounds, offensive lineman or a wide receiver. If you got two dope wide receivers, I want you to double dip like you did when you got Boogie Basham and Groot. Give me a yeah. wide receiver and a wide receiver to go behind Stephon Diggs. We got Shakir. Like, that's what I need to happen. We're not going to get to D-Hops. We're not going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. But this is this is what bugs me. When Odell Beckham Jr. was going on his his tour, his free agency tour, we brought him in, which means we were going to fi- find a way to sign him. If he mm-hmm. wanted to sign in Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills would have done it. The money that he was asking for was way more than I feel like they should be paying a wide receiver at this point that's not named Stephon Diggs. Yeah. So with that being the case, look, I don't know. They need to figure out something after Stephon Diggs. I love Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, he's 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 Gabe Davis is a very, very, very good wide receiver three. Too much of a role for wide receiver two. He 50 50 something percent catch rate. It's and it's the easy ones that that he's you know, Mm -hmm. that he's dropping. It that's that's the frustrating thing with him and Dawson Knox sometimes. They make the one hand going out of bounds, the guy poking you in both eyes. He'll make that catch, but then you know, third and two, right over the middle, no one's around you. That one they drop. The frustrating drops more than the amount of drops for me. You, we throw the ball more than anybody else, really. You know, outside of maybe Mahomes. Um, so there's going to be a higher percentage of mistakes made when you throw the ball. 200 times more than a lot of teams, but, but excuse but, it. Well, but I don't, I don't agree with that. And not, and not to just, not to just disagree with you. Stefan Diggs, how many drops does Stefan Diggs have? I, I can't even imagine this if he could have more than five. I'm going to look it up real quick. Cause th- this is the point that I'm making. Stefan Diggs was one of the, the, he he was probably, if not, like he I don't know where he stood as far as targets for the year. Like, I mean, like where he ranked, but I'm gonna tell you, he wasn't um he wasn't he wasn't near the bottom of the league. Can I put it like that? Um oh, no. I this agree. website I agree. doesn't have this website doesn't have it. But if somebody in the comments, Richard Rush or or um you know Chris Janky normally helps me out with these type of things, let me know how many drops Stefan Diggs had. I'm not saying I expect Gabriel Davis to be that type of player. That's not what I'm expecting from him. But what I am expecting. um, Seven. He had seven last year, seven drops. Diggs has seven drops, bro. Diggs has seven drops. He's a freak, though. There are are not many Stefan Diggs out there. Yes, there are. Look around the league. A lot of teams now have number ones. At number twos. Dude, look at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Every team that was proficient in the playoffs have ones and twos. 
Look at Miami. They didn't even make it past the first round, but they got Waddle and Hill. Look at Cincinnati. They got Higgins and they got uh, Chase. And then, really, you could talk about Boyd. You know what I mean? Look at the Eagles. Look at Really, I would say the Chiefs had the worst receiving core out of the teams in the playoffs. Even if you look at the freaking go down and and talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, they just got uh, Calvin Ridley back. Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be a force to to mess with. I agree. We need we need a weapon. I Gabe Davis. He made a lot of big plays too. You know, you can't. He did. So that's why I'm not crapping on him. But what I'm saying is, when we make we have to be realistic too and say like, look, there's there's teams that have these wide receivers that they do it, and and the Buffalo Bills were near the top. The Bills were near the top of the league in drop passes, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, they maybe Josh is throwing them too hard. I don't know. Something's got to give. They got to start catching passes. It, it's it's a problem, you know, and it's been a problem for the last two years, really, outside of digs. We drop him, man. Anyway, so I want you. My man Daniel there, says, my man Daniel says Diggs is elite. Not many like him. Again, I'm disagreeing. Because there's several elite wide receivers in the league. Justin Jefferson got dra- he's elite. You look at you yeah. know, like I can go we can go through teams. We can go through teams what about, and there are what elite. About would you want them to go out and get D Hop? Because D Hop doesn't yes, drop any times either. Yeah. Uh, yes, I would. We can go through teams and there are there are less teams that don't ha- like I'm telling you, it, this is the era of the wide receiver. This so like right now. You had a couple years back where the draft was rich in wide receivers. And the Buffalo Bills, every time we were going, we were waiting till fifth round to get a receiver. We're waiting till forefront. Why? I've said this several times over the past few weeks, man. You do not want to be what the Packers have been to Aaron Rodgers. You have an all-world talent at quarterback, and you don't draft first-round talent. You don't draft exceptional talent as a receiver. There are receivers. When you get him, you let Bro, him go. There are receivers. Look at look at what the Bengals did, man. You got T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. They drafted those dudes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're gonna get in Detroit with a healthy um what's it, uh Jameson Williams and St. Brown. Phenomenal, phenomenal talents. I agree. I, I would love to bring on D Hop. I think I think the wide receiver room is a much bigger problem than the running back room. Absolutely. And that's why I said it's at the top of my list. Offensive line and wide receiver. I would go wide receiver first, first only because I don't think you're going to get a, a, a great offensive lineman at the end of the first. You know, I think you might be able to get some solid value later on, second round, third round. But a first round wide receivers are usually all special talent. You know, they don't I'm always. Gonna, all I'm not even going to fight you. I'm not gonna fight you. If it was me, give me a wide receiver in both rounds. I don't to think me, you're, I'm you're uh, to get a lineman. So, <laughs> well, you know. might if there's a beast. If there's some, I don't know who that would be. But now I'm not a GM. Obviously, I do podcasts, right? So that's there's a reason why I'm not a GM. But to me, I if there's not a certain if there's not a stud where I'm drafting, I get offensive linemen in free agency. But not, I don't want bargain. Like now, I get it. You can't pay top dollar for every player. But no, there there are teams that put together offensive lines, yeah, like Orlando Brown, on, right? Right, Orlando Brown. 
he gonna he gonna he gonna get he gonna get some bread. He gonna get some bread. That ain't gonna be cheap. But hey, you need an offensive lineman. <laughs> right? You do, you do. But what I'm saying is like you, okay. you have to draft young talent. You have to draft young talent to surround Josh yeah. Allen. You yeah. also have to protect yeah. Josh Allen. So those are to me and, yeah. and then defensive yeah. line. It just hurts to say yeah. it. You know, I don't yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with you. It just hurts to say it. I don't know if I get anyway. defensive lineman in the first round. Well, look, it's almost time to get out of here. Cash rules everything around us. It's free agency coming up. Uh, then the draft coming up. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. Is there? Do you have anybody on your wish list in uh, in free agency? Um, not necessarily. You know, I don't. I, I think James Bradbury, um, on the Eagles, he signed a one year deal. I think he's a free agent again. Um, I th- I think he did wonders for that defense uh, over there in Philly. I would love to see him come up and maybe take, you know, Dane Jackson's gone. I know or he's restricted, I think. Um, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see um, – honestly, I, was it Chris Jones? He just got released. You want to go D lineman in the first round, Kansas City just let Chris Jones walk. I think, uh, I think he was at the top of my list. I thought that was Frank Clark. I I don't think they let Chris Jones. I'm sorry, not Chris Jones. Okay, I was about to say. I was no, I was about to say they like. But again, he go he going to command some money, and I just don't know if the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to bring him. You say wish list, man. That's my wish list. I wish. I feel you. Figure it out. I feel you. (laughs) This is where I'm at. I want my man Daryl Domes. I want I want Tremaine Edmonds back. That's what I want. That's it. Yeah. No. So. Yeah, I think you know we talked about that a lot today. I I would love to have him back. I'd love to have yeah. Boyer back too. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love Jay Pope. Hopefully, Hyde, you know, hopefully, you know, Hyde and 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 White and and those guys on defense, they can pull some emotional strings and try to get him run it back, unfinished business. You know that that you know that All spiel right. that sell. I hope so. Well, we're going we gonna to see what it is, man. I'm going to get you back on before the season starts. So, so like, after we kind of have the draft and after free agency is done, then we kind of have a picture of what the team will look like. Um, so uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on? I mean, I know you you technically a retired MC, but let them know if you got anything that you're working on or just anything, and then we're going to get on out of here. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you had me on the show. I appreciate it as always. Always great catching up with you. Um, you know, we, we chop it up on on Twitter, but this is this is good. You know, great to see you again. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much, man. This was a great time. I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to the off season. Hopefully, you know, we can have the same kind of feeling that we had at the beginning of next season, where you know, we, everyone feels really good and happy about where the team's headed. Because think about ten years ago. Anytime you feel down about this team, think about 2012 and where we are now. And it's a, it's a whole it's a whole different experience. It's a great experience being a Bills fan now. Yeah, and Bills fans, let me just, let me say this before I get off here because I know last week I was a little upset and I was I was venting, you know, I was venting getting it that all out. Sometimes. The Buffalo Bills, we're still in a good place. We're still in a good place. We got Josh Allen um, we got Stefan Diggs. He's not being traded. I just wanted to say that. I know all of this stupid stuff on Twitter that I'm seeing. Not even worth bringing not it up. Being traded. Yeah, yeah I, I barely even wanted to bring it up. 
He has dead cap this year of like 45 mil. Next year, it's like 24, 25 mil. He's not being traded. The Buffalo Bills are not going to eat that, especially when they can use him. The talent that he is, they're yeah, – they anyway, so – that's that. Buffalo Rumblings, y'all know how we do it. Um, next week, we are going to, uh, possibly, not possibly, we are going to be expanding our VidCast family as well. Um, we're going we're gonna to be like, we, we got some stuff happening. And, and the Mafia cast is about to go down. They're about to do some things for us, and it's a beautiful show. Uh, check out my family already. They, I think they, they go live tomorrow, but next week, we're going to be expanding the, the, the VidCast side of things and try to continue to, to just bring us some good content during the off season. And then uh, I, I'm excited. Really. I'm excited for the season. We got a lot of stuff for the season that I feel like um, will benefit bills fans that want to be in the know. We're going to have some daytime stuff going on. We're going to have just all types of things. So, um, you know, y'all, y'all love each other. Y'all take care of each other and live in peace. And as always stay positive, test negative, go bills. You can go say bills. Go bills. Let's get it. Let's get it. Code of conduct. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.